Welcome to the Fans and Sports Talk Podcast, hosted by Mike and Essex. We want to give listeners a fresh take on all things sports. We are professionals. We are fans just like you. If you could go ahead, do me the good favor of going ahead and following all of our social media platforms. That would help us out tremendously. Um, We could definitely use uh, all of the follows, all the likes. Make sure that you also like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, man. Um, We just got to go ahead and talk about it. A thriller went ahead and presents Legends Only League, right? And I didn't know if this was a concert, a boxing match. I mean, I I don't really know what to to go ahead and tell people, man. this was definitely, definitely something that was crazy. Let's go right into it. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about dropping it like it's constant. Lead me Wow, nothing funny about what happened with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is, is singing the hymns. He's trying to get... So, I mean, talk to me about this, man. You know, if, if you decide as an athlete, you know, as someone who plays sports, you just know, like, if you're going to go ahead and get in the ring, you must be bringing some aspect of you know how to fight and all it is. But, I mean, you know, you're talking about, hey, I'm out here. I'm doing it for the culture. I'm doing it for the athletes. I'm doing it for the NBA players. All of this stuff you're talking about, you're doing it for, and then you're just not doing it. <laughs> Talk to me about this. Let us down, man. Yes, let us down. It, it. So I wasn't expecting it to just be some great fight or anything like that, but I did mm-hmm. think Nate was going to put up more of a fight than he put up, and I thought he was going to show he had some some dog about him, but it didn't happen. And now he everywhere. Now he's he's an actual challenge now. He's all over social media, but not in a good way. And I just it's it's. It's funny, but it's not funny. Right. I, I'm going to tell you this. I haven't stopped laughing since, man. I mean, I think that it is totally funny how everything went down. 
you know, Jake Paul just went ahead and let's just talk about it. The commentary of Snoop Dogg and Israel Azania was amazing. Izzy was very professional, knew exactly what he was talking about. Even though he fights MMA, he knew exactly what he was talking about when it came to boxing. But Snoop Dogg in the uh, commentary was for there for pure entertainment. And, you know, as as a uh, black male growing up, we always talked about, man, what if we had like that, that hood person commentary or, you know, somebody like that, just talking that real stuff. And, I mean, we got it. I, a lot of people was like, hey, I don't know if this fight is worth me paying 50 bucks. But it definitely was worth it, especially if you got a chance to watch the undercar fights as well. Yeah, I knew as soon as I heard Snoop was going to be commentating, I knew he was going to have some type of one line or something that was going to stick out because that's just when you have him commentate things, he's he's just turn, I feel like he turns himself up to 10 because I remember when he um, commentated for like National Geographic. And right. That's to this day, that's still get me rolling. So. Adesanya, I knew he was gonna be professional about it because he's he's been in there before. He know he knows what it's like and he knows what it takes to go in there and do some stuff like that. And then he also used to kickbox, so he understands more of it than what most right. people would. And we got to see two greats, both in their fifties, uh, not in their primes though. I wish we got to see this fight in their prime. You know, uh, Roy Jones Jr. against Mike Tyson. And I tell you this, even Roy Jones said it. Uh, I knew back then getting hit by Mike Tyson, you know, would have been would have been a challenge. But even still to this day, it is still a challenge of being able to, can you take a punch from Mike Tyson? And, you know, Mike Tyson was like, man, yeah, I want to do this again. I want to do it again. You can just see it in Roy's face. He is like, I ain't doing this again. <laughs> It'll be up to the... It'll be up to the family, which basically he's saying, nah, man, we I ain't doing this again. Yeah. I, I, don't blame him. I don't blame him because it's still Mike Tyson. He, yeah. He may not be in his prime, but I'm pretty sure he still works out the way he does if he was in his prime. And he got, from the little vignettes I've seen, he got really focused and really prepared for this. And took it as if it was him in his prime. So I can understand why Roy Jones was like, eh, I don't know about it. I don't know about a second one because it's not in the smartest of interest right now. Right, man. I, I just want to say I was definitely thrilled and watching it. Um, <laughs> I just can't stop laughing. I wish that Roy Jones didn't grapple as much and didn't grapple. But if he did that, Mike probably would have took him out, man, if he didn't do that. Because, you know, the ref uh, first came in and was like, hey, man, stop all that. He was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. <laughs> you know, which kind of rem reminded the rest of the state commission saying this is an exhibition match. So, but let's just go ahead and move to our next segment of the state of Arkansas. And really, we only had one team from Arkansas playing this week. South Alabama goes ahead and beats. Arkansas State. Arkansas State just continue to take another L. Um, don't 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 know what to say about this. Is it injuries? What is really going on with this team? See, I don't I don't really know either. They have the talent. I mean, they have been bitten with the injury bug, but they've gotten people back and semi healthy. I feel like I don't know. I just feel like their focus isn't there. It is a a hard season with everything going on, and I just feel like. 
this was just a bad time with all that's going on at Arkansas State with, you know, uh, the head coach losing his wife and all that. So I just feel like they, they're they not focused. They they aren't focused on being Arkansas State. They aren't living up, meeting the expectations of Arkansas State. Right, because this, this team, you know, was actually pushing to be one of the best teams in Arkansas. So it's definitely shocking to see, you know, what they're actually putting up. But let's talk about uh, their matchups. You know, Arkansas State's coming in, uh, going up against uh, Louisiana Monroe, uh, Saturday, 2 p.m. kickoff on ESPN3. Um, they come in as a 20-point-and-a-half favorite. And, you know, they're favored in just about every game they've played, even the ones that they've lost. And, I mean, you should, we expect them to go ahead and win this game. I'm picking them to win this game. Um and you see that there's spurts, you know, there's spurts during the games when they play where they're like really clicking and then it just goes away. I'm hoping that they can finally go ahead and put together a complete game. Yeah, same. I'm also taking Arkansas State because Monroe is currently winless. They have no wins right now. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for Arkansas State to be the Michigan of Arkansas, pretty much. Right. So, and... Like I said, they they've always something about Arkansas State has always attracted me. I I love them so, and they're my the favorite like my favorite team in the state. Honestly. Yeah. So it's just hard, but if they like you said, if they put together a full game and stop going without these spurts and the defense show up, they should without a doubt handle this team. Yeah, and Arkansas, you know, was supposed to face Missouri this past week, but now they're facing them this week. Eleven a.m. kickoff. Uh, still trying to figure out which network that's going to be on. Uh, Mizzou comes in as a uh, two-point favor with the over-under set at 51 and a half. I'm definitely going to go ahead and buy the over. Uh, if I'm you, I would definitely buy the over in this game. Uh, Felipe, because I think Arkansas could at least put up 35, maybe even 40, um, you know, against this Mizzou team who hasn't really shown, you know, has shown spurts but hasn't really shown too much like we're like we're used to seeing when they like first got in the SEC and was winning the SEC East. Winning the East. Whoa. But uh, did they not make it to the SEC it, championship twice? Twice. We didn't we didn't I'll, anyway, anyway, anyway. I'm just anyway. saying, man. I mean, literally, you know, for for everyone who sits there and says that, oh, if this person had an SEC schedule, they wouldn't even make it close to the SEC championship. And then this team comes into the SEC and does it. Anyway, I'm taking Arkansas to win this game <laughs> because, like you said, I don't, I don't believe this Missouri team is anything like the Missouri teams of past. They don't, they don't have those those star players. They don't have somebody that they can just really depend on to take over the game and with Arkansas they're coming off not playing so they're fresh they're getting healthy I'm pretty sure they're getting Pittman back that'll be an extra yep. boost that they need so I'm taking Arkansas with this yeah definitely I'm still gonna pick Arkansas in this uh I, like I said I think this is a, a game Arkansas can definitely score in man but you know just it's a lot of crazy things going on with college football you know, we're really not able to figure out, you know, we do these games on Saturday. You know, we record, I mean, not Saturday, on Sunday. 
But, I, you know, I started picking the games like Saturday night, start getting this stuff together. And then by, by the time most people end up hearing this, it's about what I want to say, you know, Monday, Tuesday, by the time people start listening to this. And by then, we didn't hear, hey, this game is canceled. This game isn't going to happen. But hopefully, you know, some things could get better, man. Uh, don't know, uh, hearing that a lot of people went and traveled during the holidays. And every time you hear about someone traveling, it's just never too good. But hopefully these programs, they didn't allow their, their players to travel too much or any of that. They kind of kept things in-house. But let's go ahead and uh, talk about the games that we went ahead and picked. And let, let's go ahead and recap those. You know, we start off with Maryland uh, only scoring 11 points against the number 12 Indiana team. Indiana uh, put up 27 points. And their starting quarterback went ahead and went down. You know, uh, Michael Penix, he went down in the game. And to be honest, it just seemed like everybody on Indiana's team was like, hey, we have to elevate our level of play. And they did that. And for the committee to go ahead and say that this is a number 12 team who only lost to a team that you believe should be in the college football playoff kind of makes me wonder, why did you even get Georgia in the top 10 then? Why? It, I mean, it, it really doesn't make any sense because this this team continues to show us that they're they're serious, man. I mean, this isn't this isn't a fluke for this program. And if anybody has been watching the Big Ten or been watching Indiana, you know they've been right there close, you know, with the top teams. Oh, yeah. Big facts. Indiana is a very slept-on team. Uh, I, they really shouldn't be, especially after showing that without their star player, they can still go out there and get a, get a win. It's uh, sad because Penix was showing that he is going to be a, a force to be reckoned with once he gets some more time. And also another person that may or may not be a force, you just really just got to give him some time is to his little brother because he just had a horrible game. I think he had, what, two back-to-back interceptions. He may have had – he had a lot of turnovers in the game, and it just – it it didn't look like – it looked like they had took three weeks off. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. And, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about what happened, uh, you know, Wisconsin. Uh, they didn't look like the same team after the games that they had took off, you know, and then they finally go up against a good team uh, the second week after, you know, they had took all of these weeks off. And they, you could tell they don't have any offensive rhythm. So taking multiple bye weeks and things like that, and then you also see you could talk, you could kind of uh, translate it to Alabama going up against Ole Miss early in the season. You know, Ole Miss putting up all of these points, looking like they can keep up with the Alabama type team, but that wasn't really the case. You just had all of these things that you needed to work on, right? You're right. And boy, does Maryland have some things to work on? <laughs> they do, they do. But I. I'm looking for this team to be good down the road. Uh, talk about a dumpster fire of teams. Penn State winning 27 to 17 against Michigan. And oh my goodness, what what can we just say about uh Jim Harbaugh and these Michigan Wolverines? Uh 
is Jim Harbaugh out the door in Michigan? Is this something that he might actually be looking forward to being out the door in Michigan? I believe he's on his way out because you and a couple of other people, I've, I, it's just in the ether, you know, Matt Patricia is now gone as the head coach of the Lions. It's just in the ether that his name could come up. And I think if the NFL comes knocking again, Jim Harbaugh will probably leave. Yeah, and, and, you know, you just by leaving Michigan, you're not leaving Michigan, you know? Right. <laughs> so why exactly. not take the Detroit game? If you're happy, if your family's happy where they at, boom. You know, you got somebody, but is the crazy thing when we say that NFL teams, you know, another NFL team just fired their coach. Is it possible that they could end up fighting over Jim Harbaugh? Who could give them the bigger contract? I mean, is it crazy that we're really talking about this? We're at a prominent program. You're top in the country in recruiting and still can't get the job done. This was the coach that was supposed to change everything. Everything. Supposed to bring the culture back to Michigan, and hey, that is one thing he has not done. So, if he leaves, I understand. I will teams be fighting over him. Yes, that I won't understand. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State fans, we give him four more years, four more years, four more years. <laughs> uh, number two, Notre Dame take took on uh, number twenty five, North Carolina. Uh, 31 to 17. At first, this kind of looked like a nail biter, man. We, I know we have a friend who's a Notre Dame fan, and we was kind of giving him a little bit of, you know, a little mouthpiece in our little group chat, talking a little smack. But they went ahead, took care of business. I mean, can can we blame them? I mean, I, I, I have my doubts about Notre Dame still, but. With this being their 15th win and really the things that they showed because North Carolina is a really good scoring offense and they really just completely shut them down, especially with uh, those, the linebackers, the, the, I'm pretty sure they were freshmen or sophomores, somebody that didn't have a lot of time, but they came in and they, the defense really set the tone for Notre Dame. And then Ian Book just did his thing and, Took off. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a fight. I was the one that started it in the group. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a fight, and then Mac Brown and his team just let me down. They looked like they didn't have any fight. They didn't have any have any answers to what to the questions that they were giving. I I could definitely agree with that. Uh, we got number twenty two Auburn uh, only putting up thirteen against the number one team in the nation, Alabama. Winning 42-13. I mean, we can go ahead and clearly say Alabama is the number one team in the nation. Uh, Nick Saban not even being there, you know? Uh, my thing is, is where does Sarkeesian go next year? Does he go to Texas? Does he go to Michigan, you know? Uh, some people talking about James Franklin might be out the door going to USC. Uh, is that possible? I doubt it. Um, could Sarkeesian go to Penn State? I think the best place probably for Sarkeesian to go is maybe Texas. There's players in Texas that want to play in Texas, but they're just not going to go, you know, to Texas with the way it's just been going. But, I mean, I know I'm kind of getting off 
subject about this, but I mean, Bama had a great game. You think that there would be some dips in possibly the, you know, the offense and things like this with Waddle gone, but no, that's not the case. Actually, the offense is still looking very impressive and who can actually give Alabama any fits? Um, yeah, it was a good game by Alabama. Uh, no Gus, I mean, no Nick Saban. It was still an absolute beast of a performance. Auburn comes in scoring 35 less points than they did last year against the same team with the same head coach and the same quarterback. So I don't know hey, what could hey, possibly. Hey, 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 don't be disrespectful, man. It ain't the same coach, man. You know who, you know what this offense look like. This was a Chad Morris offense. Yeah, maybe the same. I'm head talking coach. about the same head coach. Oh, yeah, it's the same head coach, but Chad Morris seemed to be calling these plays, man. I mean, this, this definitely looks like a last year Arkansas type performance on offense. I mean, no, don't give the defense no type of breathing room. I mean, the defense is just always on the field at Auburn. So, I mean, if, if, if you like being on the field, if you like, you know, getting some film, if you got some stamina, you can go to Auburn. They got you all day because uh, Chad Morris can't, can't call offense, not in the power five. Now, me and you had some discussions, and I kind of went into those discussions about this college football playoff rankings. Now, we're talking about this on Sunday um, after they put out the – the rankings this past Tuesday, and they're going to put out more rankings this coming Tuesday. But like I, I said, Georgia in the top 10, are you serious? I mean, I would have rather seen BYU up there than Georgia. Another thing, you put Ohio State at four because of their performance against an Indiana team, but then what about Clemson's performance against a Boston College team? What about Notre Dame's performance against a Louisville team? I mean, I'm not arguing with the number one. Like I said, I think that, you know, Alabama's number one. And we told you all why the the first rankings is very important because you're going to see how the committee is actually viewing things. Now, I'll show you this. And check this out. You can follow along with this. The undefeated team in, in, in college football, number one, SEC. Though... One lost team, SEC. Two lost team, SEC. In the in the in the top uh ten, you got all of them in the top ten. Is that not bias, or am I just tripping? I mean, the fix is in. Alabama is understandable. A and M is understandable. Florida understandable. I mean, to a degree, Georgia understandable because their only losses is to us and Alabama. Uh, other it's than that, going by performance, how how many points did y'all put up on Georgia? Us? Yeah, Florida. How many points did Florida put up on Georgia? Forty uh, something. How many points did Alabama put up on Georgia? I don't remember. Fifty something. Yeah. 50, 60 something. Yeah, you, you want to talk about performance? They, I mean, I've seen Arkansas play better. 
right? I mean, you're right. I mean, and then you're going to just disrespect and put Auburn at 22, and we see Auburn don't have no business being in the top 25, bro. <laughs> you're right about that one. Like, uh, come, come on, man. I mean, it, I, I don't know. This committee says that they're watching film, but – I don't know what film they are watching, you know. Uh, thought I was going to be able to make a case about Northwestern, but nope. can't make no case about them at all. Uh, I mean, you got any anything that you want to express? How did you feel about the college football playoff committee rankings? I mean, the top four, of course, they were in different order, but that's what I expected. The whole AM over Florida, I get it. They beat us, but let's be real. They're not going to play for nothing. If we win these next two games, we're going to the SEC championship game and playing Alabama. So stop playing. Cincinnati, understandable. Like you said, I thought it was going to be a claim for Northwestern, but not after their last performance. Nope. I would have rather than put Indiana a little bit higher, but now that Michael Penix is out, I can see their ceiling being lowered so I could – See them staying at 12 or probably dropping. And I could – BYU should get some more love. Other than that, I didn't really have a problem with it. Hello, and the Auburn thing. But other than that, I didn't have a problem with it. So we had some people thinking that BYU, uh, you know, throughout the season was just better than this Cincinnati team and was like Cincinnati can't put up the points and all of this stuff. But we see what Cincinnati did against the Air Raid and uh, UCF, right? Yeah. And – what the committee basically was saying was, was BYU, you haven't played anybody. <laughs> really, you have not played anybody. Cincinnati has played people. And my my thing to this, like I used to tell Notre Dame fans, get in the conference. Go ahead, get in the conference, people. You see how much that didn't help them? Even though it's for one year. I mean, it's helping them. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. It, the, them being in the conference is helping them because, like I said, the fix is in. ESPN is making sure that they ACC and the SEC is well taken care of, people. Definitely making sure that they're taken care of. Um, is that all that you got for the college football playoff committee? As of right now, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it after Tuesday. All right, all right. You know, we, we got to get a, a reaction show or something to that, man. You know, we got to talk about that sooner because I had all of this stuff in my head. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Um, just, a lot of, just a lot of stuff that I kind of wanted to say. But let's not go ahead and keep getting into that. We got some amazing matchups that uh, we got coming up. Texas A&M uh, versus Auburn. We already know who's going to win this game. But the reason why... We picked this as one of our TFE games is because um, Texas A&M didn't really look too good in their performance. Uh, Kellen Mond, you know, looked like that shaky Kellen Mond that, you know, I see he comes out and just doesn't look too good. But I'm, I'm still going to pick Texas A&M in this game because Chad Morris just cannot get anything, anything going. Yeah, the ESPN FPI actually has Auburn predicted to win this game. And as much as I would love. Wow. Wow. As much, wow. As much as I would love for Auburn to beat Texas A&M, so we can go ahead and hop up there to number five. 
it ain't gonna happen. Auburn just they aren't the same Auburn that we're used to seeing, and it's obviously because of Chad Morris. So as long as he's there, I don't think they're especially not a top five team. I don't think they're gonna be top five. All right, Indiana versus Wisconsin. Saturday, 2.30 p.m. kickoff on ABC. Uh, Wisconsin coming in at a 10-and-a-half favorite. Are you kidding me against Indiana? This has to be because Michael Penix is down. But my thing is, is that Indiana defense, known for getting turnovers, always getting turnovers, leads the Big Ten in turnovers as well. Do they have what it takes to stop Graham Mertz? You know, Graham Mertz is a first-year starter. And Tom Allen is going to be throwing the book at this kid. You're talking about an Indiana team that sends blitzes, not just with the front seven, but in all directions, everywhere from the cornerbacks to the safeties. You're talking about some uh, a team that sends three blitzers right up the middle. That's what they get did against Ohio State to slow down to Justin Fields. And if Ohio State had troubles with it, why wouldn't Wisconsin have troubles with it? Uh, we we gonna see. I feel I am also I'm taking Indiana because, like you said, that defense is just tremendous. And we talked about it when Penix went down. It seemed like everybody else just elevated their play, and I feel like they're going to continue to do that. They don't want to show that just because he's out, right? That doesn't make us any less great of a team. So I feel like they're gonna get behind that, hoping with speedy recovery so he can get back and be with his team, but. I'm taking Indiana, and I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be close, honestly. All right, UCLA versus Arizona State. Um, they still have not put out a time for this game. Arizona State coming in as a six point favorite, and you know I was wanting in the beginning to ride with UCLA. I like what I see. Uh, I'm a Chip Kelly fan, but gosh, Lee, the the quarterback for Arizona State is just a beast. We saw what he did in his first performance against USC. Yes, they took an L, and USC just had playmakers that just made big-time plays. But if this Arizona State can get clicking and clicking and then keep the keep the momentum going in the second half, which they didn't against USC, I think that they could possibly run away from uh, UCLA because I think UCLA is a little bit shaky on um, – on defense, and we already know you got Herm Edwards, so we already know what that defense is gonna do. Not only do they have Herm Edwards for the defense, they got that boy Jaden Daniels on offense, and that's why I'm riding with him again. Even though they they gave me an L when I rode with him the first time, but I'm gonna ride with him because Jaden Daniels is he. I believe if he is developed right he can lead Arizona state to a conference championship and maybe beyond who knows yeah. right now, right now we're still looking at it because it's not really his fault for the loss. It's just, it was a wild end to that game. And yeah, I feel like Herm's going to have them ready. UCLA, like you said, is looking a little bit shaky. I do feel like Chip Kelly will have his offense in a position to do what Chip Kelly offenses do and score a lot of points, but it's just, I feel like it's going to be a battle of the trenches, and I'm taking Arizona State. There you go. You got it. Arizona State. West Virginia versus number 13, Iowa State. I got to go with Iowa State. 
uh, I like what Matt Campbell is doing. And, you know, um, when they were talking about potential head coaches of Ohio State after Urban Meyer said that this was going to be his last year, you know, uh, didn't think that it was going to be Ryan Day at all. Uh, thought that Matt Campbell actually had a chance to be Ohio State head coach because of what he's able to do on the offensive side with Iowa State. And you're just talking about a guy, Brees Hall, who's, uh, I think, one to say has having an underrated season. I don't feel like he's getting the national love that he is getting. But, I mean, you just saw West Virginia. I mean, uh, who was the team that they just played? Well, the team was, like, going down, put some points on the board. Up, uh, That's nothing. Brock Purdy was like, I'm about to come out and score. It is what it is. It's nothing to me. You know, I, I like what Brock Purdy is doing. Uh, just think that he's go- he's amazing for this uh, Iowa State program. Same. I'm riding with Iowa State, too. Even though West Virginia leads this series 5-3, this isn't the West Virginia that we've kind of become accustomed to. And I'm not going to say they, the West Virginians we've become accustomed to are like World Beaters Conference Championship, but they, they get close and they're solid each and every year, solid year yeah. in, year out. But this, I feel like this Iowa State team just has too much. Like you said, Brock Purdy is just cool, calm, and collected. Brees Hall, who I didn't know about until last year. I mean, last year was his freshman year, but it was late in the season. And I actually picked him up in our college football league. And he actually helped me win a couple more games. But Man, he, I miss our college football league. Man, so I miss it. He, he definitely is an underrated back just in general. Maybe it's because he's young, but – He's going to be a household name here pretty soon. All right, all right. Um, moving on to our NFL Week 12 recap. We went ahead and picked the Carolina Panthers versus Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings come out on top 28-27. to 27. New York Giants versus the Cincinnati Bengals. New York Giants come out on top 19-17. to 17. And uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 27 to 24 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, what I want to go ahead and talk about is is Cincinnati Bengals. They showed a little bit of fight. And I just feel like if they had my man Joe Burrow on the on the squad, this would have been a definite uh, W for them. Uh, it seemed like Cincinnati Bengals wanted to show a little bit of fight after having their leader, and we might as well go ahead and say it, their leader, the star of the franchise. Uh, go down. Uh, I'm definitely excited for the future of Cincinnati. Um, hate hate what happened to Joe Burrow. Just hope that he can come back uh, in, in full strength. Kansas City Chiefs look like they was kind of playing with Tom Brady. You know, they was like, "Hey, we're gonna relax. We're gonna you know go up a little bit. We're gonna take a little break." Then the Buccaneers went ahead, showed a little fight. Chiefs like, "Okay, we're gonna dump one. Boom, get another touchdown." And just continue to score points at will whenever they wanted to against the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we see that Tom Brady and Mike Evans still don't have the perfect chemistry. They still got a lot to work on. I uh, thought Tom Brady threw a nice deep ball, surprisingly, right? He didn't under, you know, normally he's underthrowing the receiver. We talked about this. And he threw the ball right on target. But guess what Mike Evans does? He anticipates an underthrown ball and stops on his route in a key key time in the game, you know, and makes it third and long instead of if he kept running, he'd have been right there forcing maybe a, a defensive pass interference or catching the ball. And you just see that they got a lot of things to work on. 
Yeah, the like you said, the Giants Bengals game. I liked seeing Cincinnati put up a fight without Joe Burrow because it makes me believe that they're more than just Joe Burrow. Like I thought Joe Burrow was made that is what made that team run. I thought that they were just gonna come out here and pretty much lay a lay a dud, but they put up some fight, especially like Brandon Allen. Got to give him some type of credit. He managed to keep the team in the game the whole time. It was a, it was a fight. The Chiefs game, I just – I don't understand why the score looks the way it does. And Tyreek had the type of game he had. I'm telling I, you, the Chiefs was chilling, bro. They was chilling. Chilling, but Tyreek Hill had 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they came out dumping in the first half – but the second half, they was chilling. They was like, "All right, if y'all show some fight, we'll just put it up, put another one on the board." It's just, it's scary. It's really getting scary. Oh, Especially, what they can do? Yeah, yeah. If, I mean, the weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs have is ridiculous. If they can find a way to keep this team like the nucleus of this team, because you know they did just get Pat all this money, somebody got to go. But if they can figure out a way to keep the core together. This team gonna be scary for a while. Say, hey, say somebody gotta go. Who who do you think is gonna have to go? I don't see. I don't really know. You can't. You can't. You can't get rid of Tyreek. You can't get rid of Kelsey. You obviously can't and won't get rid of Patrick. I feel it's either gonna be Sammy Watkins, maybe uh, Demarcus Robinson, somebody on the defense. I'm not hundred percent sure. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, they're not a team that really is that big on defense at all. So, oh, I mean, um, this is sad. I don't forget his name. This is so sad. Scored, scored the 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 clutch, the clutch touchdown in the Super Bowl. Opted out. That's why it. Damian Williams, obviously, he got to go. The running back for the Chiefs. Oh exactly. yeah! Oh, exactly. after, after after they get uh, Hilaire and what he did, yeah, I mean, you could do that, and then go ahead and pick somebody, pick somebody up, and maybe like the fifth, sixth round. Oh no! But get them, get them stuck on that rookie contract, man. And hey, you, you get them guys in the rookie contract. That's 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 where that's where it's at. It seems to be. Oh, trust me, Dallas seems to know something about that. <laughs> I've learned, a whole I'm lot, a whole lot about that. But let's go ahead and move on to our uh, week matchups that we went ahead and picked some games that I think is going to be amazing. Uh, Cleveland Browns versus Tennessee Titans Sunday, 12 p.m. kickoff on CBS. Tennessee comes in as a three and a half favorite. I'm going to rock with Tennessee in this, guys. Uh, what Derrick Henry did uh, in this game, I just thought was amazing. Uh, against the Colts, man, you know, putting up 100-plus yards in the first half. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people are going to say, hey, well, the Colts went ahead and the Colts went ahead and had, uh, what do you call it, all of these guys out on defense. One thing that you just don't allow some team to do is run the ball on you like that, not 100-plus yards. Really, let's talk about it. Almost 150, no, not almost, over 150 yards in the first half. That's taking your man card is now revoked, folks. Hey, you got to understand, one is Derrick Henry. He's just, he different. He a beast. 
And then we out here with a bunch of people, like our, our second strings. Like we had a lot of people go down. I, Cause when we was fully healthy, you see what you saw what happened. Yeah. When we was fully healthy. We who is Derek Henry? We shut him down. And then I don't know. I went from thinking we could potentially win the conference. And now I'm just like, bro, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, because I don't, I'm not trying. Uh, I'm taking the Titans. Sorry. I was starting to get off, get off topic. I'm taking the Titans because they did really have an impressive win against my Colts. And unlike the Titans, the Browns just came off of a pretty poor performance. I They, they won. They won, but it was a poor performance because they only won by two, and it was against the Jags. And I got people over here, you know, they're talking about I'm making excuses for one quarterback, but all I keep hearing is nothing but excuses for a Baker Mayfield who is throwing the ball while he's, like, parallel with the line of scrimmage or something. Like, you talking about missing wide open guys. You had two wide open guys. You know, you had Kareem Hunt in the middle of the field, and then you had a guy – Wide open. I mean, completely wide open. And you're talking about a throw that a middle school kid could have had made. I mean, seriously, literally, you you weren't your line gave you all the time of the day that you needed. I just it's hard for me to have faith in Cleveland. Period. I don't have faith in their front office. Their front office has always been terrible. Uh, since they have came back on the football scene, they, like I say, the front office has been a part of the inconsistencies of the Browns. You only give a coach one to two years to try to turn things around. Nothing's ever going to happen. Come on, man. Detroit Lions versus Chicago Bears. Sunday, 12 p.m. kickoff on Fox. Chicago comes in as a sixth. A six-point favorite, and I'm I'm gonna have to take uh, Chicago. You know they can't. Uh, they're playing against the Green Bay Packers right now, and you know uh, I'm thinking that they're gonna possibly lose this game. But <laughs> they're gonna lose the game. They're losing the game uh, ten to twenty-seven against my man Aaron Rodgers right now. But I don't see Detroit having that type of offensive firepower, and I also think that the Detroit uh, Detroit's line isn't as good. And you're talking about a Khalil Mack that's going to, I want to say, get home several times and put some QB pressures on the quarterback. You're right. I'm sitting there. To, I was determined on, determining if I want to, to flip my pick, but now I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going to stick with the Bears. They obviously aren't looking too good right now. They're having a poor showing. And they've been hit or miss this whole season. But with the with the Lions not having Matt Patricia losing a head coach, having a having to have an interim head coach step in, and just knowing the players on the defensive side of the ball for the Bears, and knowing that Matt Stafford really doesn't do too well with pressure, I'm gonna take the Bears. The uh, Bears. All right, there we go. We got another Bears pick, man. Um, L.A. Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Sunday, 3.05 p.m. kickoff on Fox. And remember, folks, uh, when we're talking about these times, we are in Central Standard Time, um, not Eastern Time. So that's why you have these times for us. Um, Arizona comes in as a one-point favorite. Really, I just want to say this is a pick-em game. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead. I think I have to take uh, Arizona in this game. I, I like what Kyler Murray's doing, Cliff Kingsbury. They're showing uh, a lot of chemistry between coach, uh, head coach, and then also, you know, uh, Kyler Murray is uh, loving DeAndre Hopkins, uh, a wide receiver that used to be with the with the Houston Texans that I know my man Deshaun Watson missed. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm taking Arizona because the Rams are just like the Bears are a hit and miss team. For some reason, one week they look they look really good. Next week they just blank the bed. And it's it's not really a picking game to me. I feel like Arizona's gonna take this game handily and go about their business. Hopefully try and get a playoff spot. All right, man. That that does it for our uh, NFL matchups that we went ahead and picked. So let's go ahead and see how me and Essex have been doing in our picks. I uh, want to say that we both came out in the green this week, uh, both looking really, really good. Uh, man, my, my computer is just messing up on me today with this. Uh, both came in at five and three in our picks, only missing three games. It happens. But if you went ahead and chose our picks, did some straight-up bets, you definitely came out on top and made you some money. And there's nothing wrong with that, uh, making you a little bit of, a little bit of money. I'm all about making some money too, man. Um, how we are doing overall, I'm coming in at 71%. Essex is coming in at 61%. Still over 500 So if you're taking bets with us, you're definitely going to make yourself some money. Uh, Essex, get a... Give the people a little bit of oversight on how you're coming out with your picks and why you're coming out above 500. I mean, it's just knowing, knowing what you're watching, knowing what you're seeing, actually understanding things like home field advantage, who's hurt, who's not, how did this team play last week? How is it, if this team's trending, if they're not trending, it just, it's a, it's a lot of things. And sometimes in my gut, I feel like I'm right. And then the team just goes out there and don't perform. And it's, it's right. not, it's not my fault, but you just got to roll with the punches. Like you said, you got to roll with the punches. Uh, you know, I'm always trying to break down film. If you uh, know or follow me on social media, you know exactly how I get down, how I watch these games. I have about five to six screens up at a time. Wish I was able to have eight. Uh, that's definitely something that will be in my work for sure. But I love I love college football. I love football in general. So definitely come here. And once uh, football season is over and we transfer over into basketball, you end up getting our picks on that. See how we doing that. Uh, I might not be the best. So. Uh, yeah, that's going to be hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a little bit hard, but we're we going to go ahead and we're going to get it. Make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button as well. It helps generate uh, more followers, more people that we can get in here. It just helps us as a show out as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, if you're watching us for, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, go ahead and make sure that you uh, go over to YouTube 
hit the subscribe button, hit the like buttons as well. Uh, I'm posting daily our uh, breakdowns, things like that. A lot of people have been liking the breakdowns. So be looking for more of that content coming from the Fans Edge, man. Uh, appreciate all of you support. Uh, keep tuning in and make sure, and you know, you can DM us. Let me know. Uh, we can add some of your content into the show or what you would like to discuss. Thank you for watching the Fans Veg, and we are out.